This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. Hey, yo, it's Wednesday night, March 16th, 2022. You know what that means. Another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-host, Paul Zarman. Paul, how are we doing tonight? Hey, yo, it's been a rough week, but uh, we're here. It's been a rough week around the pro wrestling world. Um, as I assume everybody watching and listening to this podcast is already aware, um, legendary WWF, WCW, WWE, even TNA um, wrestler Scott Hall, also known as Razor Ramon, passed away earlier this week on Monday at the age of 63. Yes, very sad. He was, and it was a really, really weird thing because he was dead, then he wasn't, then he was, then he wasn't, then he finally, unfortunately, was. It was one of those things, I think, you know, Kevin Nash, his best friend, comes out on Monday and said the family's going to take Scott off life support. He was getting a hip surgery done. I uh, had complications on out, coming out of that, had three heart attacks from what it sounds like. And his family was going to pull, pull the plug on life support. Well, a lot of people on Twitter just automatically, you know, were doing the rest in peace tweets and everything. And finally X-Pac Sean Waltman came out and said, you know, I know everybody has good intentions with this, but it's kind of weird seeing everybody come out with the rest in peace tweets while our friend's heart's still beating. Yeah. And then yeah. finally, I think it was actually while Monday Night Raw was going on, he officially passed. Uh, it was either as or right at the start of it. Um, but yeah, it, it was pretty quick. So, Yeah, and, uh, thoughts and prayers to his family and, and friends. Um, I mean, what you, 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 pro- you remember the prime days of, of Razor Ramon and Scott Hall a lot better than I do. You being a little older than myself. Uh, what You're not are supposed some to of, tell people that. Well, secrets out of the bag. There we go. <laughs> no kayfabe on here. Um, yeah. what, what are some of your fond memories of uh, Razor Ramon or Scott Hall? Some of your favorite matches? Uh, I mean, what, what are you going to re- remember him for? Um, I will never forget him putting over uh, Sean Waltman uh, as one, one two, two, three, three kid. kid. Yep. That was one of my all-time favorites. Um, just his reaction. I mean, he sold it so well. Like, I mean, it was a quick roll-up, one, two, three. He let go. Ramon's back up on his feet. Like, what just happened? You know, it's like he had no clue. And I will never forget that. I will never forget, um, of course, the infamous ladder match between him and uh, HBK. Um, WrestleMania 10. Yeah, the, everybody the goes two. for that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. You know, my favorite story about that, and I didn't know this until recently, there was an interview that I came upon, and that ladder they used that night in the building, as far as they were aware, was the only ladder in the building. So if that ladder yes. broke, I don't know what they were going to do. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, of course, I think <laughs> my my all-time favorite Razor Ramon, Kevin Nash moment was when they showed up on WCW. You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Yep. Yep. And of course, his infamous speech of, uh, you know, uh, hard work pays off. Dreams do come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Yep. 
Yep, and that's how I was going to close the show tonight, but you. Uh, oh well, no, that's okay. That's uh, all right. That's well, right. you'll that's, you'll get it again at the end of the show. That, there that's, we go. Uh, probably the best line ever ever said at a WWE Hall of Fame induction speech during yes. Hall of Fame induction speech. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't remember his WWF days of Razor Ramon. I was too young, but I do remember his Scott Hall days at the NWO, especially with the Wolf Pack. Um, I mean, I had Skull Hall figures. I remember, you know, his rivalry with Sting was big. When I, when I was young, I had the figure of him with the uh, fake Sting mask. Um, you know, the Goldberg stuff, the, the cattle prod um, at, at Starcade 98. Um, yeah, just uh, what a legendary figure. I mean, you, you look back at him and Kevin Nash coming into WCW as the outsiders. If they don't leave WWF for WCW... The curtain call never happens. Nope. Triple H goes on to win King of the Ring that year like he was supposed to, so he doesn't get suspended. Austin 316 never happens. No. The whole business is different. I mean, Steve Austin probably would still be a star, but Austin 316 was a cultural movement. The NWO, if it does happen at all, not, not, I mean, there's no guarantee it would even happen without Scott Hall, but if it does happen, it's definitely not the same. So, I mean, that decision by him and Nash to go over to WCW was just a ripple effect on the on, on the pro wrestling industry as we know it today. Oh, yeah, because, you know, if they wouldn't have gone, you wouldn't have seen, um, you know, Lex probably wouldn't have jumped ship either. Uh, we wouldn't have got Hart. DX probably. Yeah. Yeah, you know, DX was the answer to the NWO, mm-hmm. to the Outsiders and Hogan. So, I mean, there's just... A lot of things would be different if they would have said, you know what, we're just going to stay right here. The only good thing we probably wouldn't have got that we did was fake Diesel and fake Razor, but that's a story for another day. But uh, <laughs> definitely rest in uh, peace to Scott Hall. Um, legendary figure, in my opinion, best pro wrestler to never win a world title. Yes. You know, I was spending the last um, five minutes of Dynamite and until we got on here looking for something that I could use as a toothpick, just a I know, final I, toothpick flick. I, I meant to get a thing of toothpicks yesterday, and of course I forgot. Imagine <laughs> that, me forgetting something. But No, you never. No, <laughs> no. I it's always like a air trap there. Uh-huh. I always come through, but yeah. it was really cool. I know we'll talk about this in more detail, but it was really cool seeing Britt Baker pay uh, her respects to Scott Hall with her ring gear tonight. Very cool. Yes, yes. And, of course, uh, Thunder Rosa paying respects to somebody different, which I don't know if you caught that or not. So we'll talk about that uh, when we get to the main event. Was it the 316 on her tights? Yes. Well, it is 316, you know. It, and that was another tip to me that she was going to win. I Because mean, she, she had puts, the 316. Yeah, she puts the date that she wins the title on, on her trunks. Well, Legans, but but it is three sixteen day, so a lot of tweets and stuff about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, we won't cover this too too much because we have a lot to cover on Dynamite. But favorite Stone Cold memory and favorite match. Oh man, favorite Stone Cold memory uh, is also my favorite Stone Cold match, probably. Okay, um, him winning King of the Ring. Okay, over Jake the Snake. Yes, because it, had he not won that, he would never have delivered that incredible speech mm-hmm. that gave birth to Stone Cold Steve Austin and the mm-hmm. 316 movement. Yeah. So um, I think the Bear Bash was my favorite moment. That, that was a good moment. Uh, but match, um, growing up for me, I mean, 98, 99 were the two years in my childhood. I really remember the Attitude Era really well. So him and Undertaker, the. Um, Mystery of Darkness Taker were going at it all the time. There was a random Monday Night Raw one time when Taker was the champion. Stone Cold beat him for the title. That was the first time I had seen a title change on uh, an event that wasn't a pay per view. So that was, yeah. I, mean, I just, that has always stuck with me. And then his win over Undertaker at Fully Loaded, it was a first blood match, and, and X Pac actually busted undertaker open and Vince McMahon was supposed to be gone which he came back a few weeks later um that that was always one i'll always remember too so those are two that just i mean there's tons going back you know on peacock and the archives and watching but those are two i remember vividly growing up yes yes lots of uh good moments from austin lots of great moments from uh scott hall razor ramon um 
we could dedicate a whole show. They, to they even they two. even faced off. Yeah, WrestleMania, um, eighteen. But that was, uh, yeah, that yeah wasn't <laughs> the greatest. Wasn't match. the best. No, 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 no. But uh, all right. Without further ado, yep. you ready to dive into this? I am ready. Good show. All right. Great show tonight. It starts off as usual with uh, Jim Ross saying it's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. He did and say hey yo before. Yes, that, he did. So. Yes, he did. Caught a quick mm-hmm. hey yo in there. Um, of course, uh, he welcomes Excalibur and Tony Schiavone to tonight's show as we head for our opening contest of uh, Adam Cole and Red Dragon versus Jurassic Express at Hang- Hangman Adam Page. When I heard the pop for Adam Cole and Hangman tonight for their entrances, I'm like, this wow. crowd's going to be on fire. And this crowd brought it tonight. Ooh, this was, yes, they this might have been the best AW Dynamite crowd of the year so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's only just going to continue to stay that way. I hope so. They've got a lot of great upcoming venues and events. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we're going to see a lot of fans react like that. Yeah, I know last week there was a lot of people coming on the crowd at the Hertz Center in Fort Myers, Florida. I think they've overrun Florida a little bit for the time being. They need to get away yes. from it a little bit. Yes. Even even Daly's place. I mean, just stay yeah. away from Florida as much as you can. Yeah. At least yeah, give for, it a a break for a few months. Then you can <laughs> go back. Because I, I see that more and more. They're hitting the same areas over and over again with even upcoming shows, which some of them are due. Like New Orleans, they haven't been yet. They're going there in a couple weeks. That was a show that's been rescheduled like a million times. But yeah. some of these markets, they need to be careful not to overrun. Yes. Vegas, I'm just looking forward to that because we finally get double or nothing back in Vegas. And T-Mobile Arena is a great, huge stadium. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's going to be a great environment. Oh, yeah. Uh, as, as expected, this was a fast-paced match. Lots of back-and-forth action. Um, the crowd really didn't pick a side. They were just kind of behind everybody here. I mean, that's what Adam Cole, you have to put him in the, he, as a heel right now, a storyline, but the crowd loves the guy. It doesn't matter oh, if he's a yeah. baby face. He's always going to get one of the biggest reactions of the night. So He's always going to get that Adam Cole baby. How can he not? Boom he's, he's, he's a every cool time. guy. I mean. Yep. Um, fish, though. I could I could do without Fish. I don't know. I thought he, he was, was smooth tonight. I thought tonight, tonight he was better smooth. performances. Yes. And I like watching Kyle O'Reilly work as well. Oh, so. Kyle O'Reilly's great. Um, I didn't get to watch him much in the other company, but definitely, definitely enjoying seeing him here. Um, towards the end of the match, Luchasaurus lifts Kyle O'Reilly up for their finisher. Jungle Boy launches himself off the top rope. KOR ducks and uh, Jungle Boy flips into a super kick from Cole. KOR locks in a guillotine, but Paige makes the save. It's now Paige and Cole face-to-face in the center of the ring as the two legal men. Again, every time these two just got in the ring, it was a pop. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. They The moment they got face-to-face, the crowd went nuts. Yep, that's they, a good build. Yes. They exchange hard strikes. Cole goes for the Panama Sunrise. Paige spins out. Fish hits a super kick. Jungle Boy with a kick to Fish. KOR eats a slam from Page. Page lifts Cole. Lucha lifts KOR. Jungle Boy drills the pair with a diving clothesline. Jungle Boy makes the cover on Cole, but Fish breaks it up in time. KOR and Fish take out Page and Luchasaurus long enough for Cole to drill Jungle Boy with the boom and get the one, two, three. Amazing opener here. Yes, yeah, so just another reason why we need trios titles. And I know yes. Kenny, or Tony's mentioned that when Kenny comes back, it's probably going to happen. Um, yeah. Got plenty enough good trios to make this happen. Um, I was surprised by the result. I thought Hangman and Jurassic Express would go over because Jurassic Express has been so strong as tag team champions. Surprised Jungle Boy ate the pen too, to be honest. Uh, I was surprised that Jungle Boy ate the pen, but I, I had a feeling that Cole and Red Dragon were taking this yeah. one. Um, to continue that Dark Order storyline that we see backstage. Yeah, and, and, they, and they had to prolong the feud between Cole and Hangman. I think we're going to see a rematch between those two at Battle of the Belts before Double or Nothing. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we get a backstage segment, Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Keith Lee with Tony Schiavone. Uh, Tony says that there has been an agreement that there will be no physicality 
in this interview. He was very strict with that. Right. Um, of course, they all argue back and forth. Uh, Stark says that Rampage is his show. Keith Lee kind of just laughs it off. Lean Hobbs lock eyes, and the feed goes out into the arena. Why is it so many debuting stars' first feud in AEWs with Team Taz? Because it's Team Taz. Because they don't know what else to do with them at this point? Um, um, I think it's that, and I think you've got young guy in Ricky Starks. Now, mind you, he's done a lot on the indie scene. You've got Powerhouse Hobbs, yeah. and you've got Hook. Right. Well, okay, you're supposed to have Hook, but we don't see Hook unless they send Hook. Which is all right, because I feel like for a while they were getting close to using him too much. Mm-hmm. And then his star star power, I guess I'll call it, wear off. Um, I think yes. they're using him correctly. Oh, perfectly, in my opinion. So I, But I don't know. Um, I think eventually we'll get Starks and Hook down the, down the line, but it's got to be a little ways. Um I mean, and I like all three guys. That's the thing. I like Hobbs. I like Starks. I like Hook, but I just don't care for Team Taz. I don't. I, it's, it's hard to explain. No, 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 no. I I agree. Um, leave Hook with Taz. Obviously, father son duo. Yeah. Send Hobbs and Stark out on their own. Yeah. Whether it's as a tag team or in singles competition, just do something with them. And, and speaking of doing something with them, we know Brian Cage is resigned for the next year. Still hasn't been on TV since October. Yeah. Well, I wonder if that's just yeah, he was. A... Hmm? He was on since October. He had that quick feud with Hangman. End of that... the year, first part of the year. The Hangman match was last year, double or nothing. Was it? Yeah. It just doesn't seem like that long. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he literally right. hasn't been on Dynamite since okay. October. So Shh. I, I, I knew wonder that. if. Yeah, yeah. testing you. Yep, yep. edit that that out in post. But uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I wonder if that was more of a strategic move by Tony to just keep him under wraps for another year, so another promotion doesn't grab him. Well, that and with him working for TK, he's allowed to go do the indie stuff that he really True. enjoys Warrior. doing. He's been yeah wrestling for Warrior Wrestling a lot. Yeah, so. so. I yeah, mean, good point. I don't know. I I'm not the biggest Brian Cage fan. No, um, I liked I when they not. signed him, but they haven't used him correctly. And I don't know. Other things have happened that I'm just not the biggest fan of his too much anymore. But I wish they would use him if they're going to have him. But and I mean, okay, I, I'm I'm just going to go on record saying this. I've got three letters for you. Don't forget about these three letters: R O H. Yeah, I know. I know. They're I, still rebranding that. So, yeah, yeah, and I yeah, and I I hope we find out soon what they're going to do with that. Well, um Supercard April 1st. Yeah. A lot of it's matches same. have haven't been announced yet, so. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, Cody Rhodes. <clears throat> Sorry, uh tickle in my throat there. Uh and <laughs> muscle. Where <laughs> the hell is Cody Rhodes? I love it. Love it. I, I, uh, just just since we brought that up, I want to hit on this real quick. You and I both tuned in the Raw Monday thinking Cody was going to – never again. I'm you not had to know. remind me. It is so boring. It is, it, it, I had a tough time staying awake. I literally had it in the background for most of it. And then he doesn't show up. So I, I honestly think it is, it is kind of smart on their part because they're getting more viewers every week because they're kind of – I mean, the anticipation's Teasing building. It, yeah. And they tease it at the end with the the uh, dashed line and nightmare line by uh, Corey Graves. Um, and uh, they brought it up earlier, too, because uh, before Apollo Crews and his right. guy went out there, they said, you know, oh, um, Seth Rollins is at a crossroads right. with the, his let, WrestleMania let's, match. Let's be honest. They wouldn't put in that much lingo unless he signed. I honestly don't believe they would. I, I really don't. I really don't. Because if he's not signed and they keep doing that, I mean, I think Vince or whoever would get on the headset and say, knock that off. Stop saying that. Um, Maybe think, he allowed think, it Monday I debuts, because. I think he debuts on Mania. Okay. That's, that's my final prediction. If he doesn't there, 
Well, you always get the night after, I guess. And if it didn't happen there, then I don't think it happens at all. But I think I think he debuts at Mania against Rollins. Unless he Rollins. debuts, unless he shows up at Supercard on uh, April first. I just don't. think but, that's I mean, happen. maybe he could do a one-off for Supercard and then go to Mania just to throw everybody off. Yeah, good. I I don't know. I just um, yeah. Hearing Tony Schiavone on on is a What Happened When podcast with. Conrad Thompson and and it was recorded last week I think but it came out today and Conrad was saying didn't you hear the internet says Cody Rhodes is going back to AW just kind of messing Tony and Tony's like really they're really saying that he goes I've heard he's signed with WWE and going to Mania so yeah I know Sean Ross Sabbath Fightful has reported that one of the EVPs in AEW associate Kenny or one of the Bucks has said they think he's signed and, and going to WrestleMania so I'm betting it's one of the bucks more than Kenny. Yeah, probably. Um, but of course, you know, chances are Kenny is still backstage yep. as in his EVP role. So so um, we will see what happens. I I'm 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 kinda over it at this point. It's just it's dominating the headlines so much and Me too. Just show up somewhere, Cody. Yep. End of yep. story. Yep. Uh hashtag to, show up Cody. Back to where we're going. <laughs> Uh, before our next matchup, we see Chris Statlander looking into a mirror. She says something needs to change following her loss to Layla Hirsch at Revolution. Chris teases that she's ditching the alien gimmick, and we head back to the ring for match number two of the night. I like this, and I know we're going to kind of talk about this match number two. I think the best friends are going to be subtracting some members, and I think that's what needs to happen because their group's getting too big. Yes, I think... I, but see, here's the problem. I like the setup of her Statlander and Orange Cassidy. They play well off of each other. But with the addition of Danhausen, you kind of got that same setup with Cassidy now. So right. she's and, being and, overlooked in the best friends group now. And Dan, Danhausen, I'm hoping he gets healthy enough soon that we, he can actually wrestle. I know. I mean, even if he He's doesn't. I'm enjoying just his ringside stuff. Oh, his, his facial reactions were hilarious tonight. Oh, I mean, I know he didn't great. didn't do anything outlandish. He, he wasn't cursing anybody. anybody tonight, but his his reactions were pretty funny if you paid attention to him. Yes, and of course, I love how uh, Jr. was explaining Danhausen to William Regal. Yeah, he's uh he's very very nice, very evil, and you could just tell Regal had no response. At yeah, all. Regal is fantastic tonight on commentary. I want more of that. Um, oh, I even liked yeah. him putting over Excalibur. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, yeah, because everybody craps on Excalibur on commentary, and I think he's he's great. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna help carry that company. Mm-hmm. But Regal, Regal's Regal's a gem. I listened to his yes. interview today on on um, Talk as Jericho, mm. and um, it was really good, really emotional episode, but really good. I got an hour and a half drive ahead of me tomorrow morning, so maybe that's what I'll do. On yeah, my it was. It, I would. I learned a lot about the guy, and he was. He's. Yeah, it, it's. I would put it towards the top of AEW signees in the last couple of years. Well, of course, I will say, um, yes, Regal was great on commentary tonight, but you could tell it was one of the not one of the first, but it's been a while since he went scriptless sure. on sure. commentary because there was a lot of pauses, a lot of backtracks and i thought it was great though because it showed that he's human right you know you get so used to other places where well there's danielson and yuda starting this one off danielson slams yuda to the mat rakes his forehead oh wait that's what i'm doing now Um, (laughs) (laughs) but that's what you see a lot of there's so much just scripted read everything don't veer from this whatsoever and it was nice seeing regal actually be able to do that tonight yep I agree. But, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, in our best friends, Danielson-Moxley matchup, Danielson and Yuta started it off. A lot of great back-and-forth action on this one. This actually went longer than I expected. Me too. It over-delivered. I thought it was going to be five minutes or so, but it uh, it went longer. And it was a really good match. And Yuta and Chucky T held their own. Yes, yes. You're not a best friends fan. I'm not. I'm not. But, but you gotta you gotta give Chucky and Trent credit when credit's due. Oh, absolutely, and that's what I'm they doing right now. I mean, they are great in the ring. They are very underrated in the ring. I just 
and Yuta is still young enough that uh, the post-match stuff that I'm really looking forward yeah. to talking about, um, the, the man's got a bright future ahead of him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, towards the end of the ring, uh, Yuta uh, Danielson delivers his uh, patented kicks to Yuta's chest. Yuta slides out before the last one, lands some chops to the chest. Moxley's back in and takes out Yuta. Danielson hits a German suplex and a cover, but Yuta lifts the shoulder after a count of two. And this kind of threw them both off. I thought that was great. Danielson's little laugh there, like, did this really just happen? Okay, you want more? All right. Yeah. Yuta struggles to his feet, clinging onto Danielson's kick pads and tights to stand back up. Danielson makes the tag to Moxley who locks in a bulldog choke and gets the tap from Yuta. Yeah, these these guys are so good. I, I like oh. this tandem together. I like Regal. I like this hopefully growing stable. Um yes. I think it's I think it's AEW fans can agree it's one of the one of the best things going in the company. Easily. Yep. Uh, after the match, the best friends bring Yuta back to his feet, and as they're about to walk out, Yuta slowly pushes Orange Cassidy's hand away and gets in the ring. Yuta extends his hand to William Regal, who slaps him. Yuta gets in Regal's face, which if you paid attention to commentary, he said when he slapped Moxley and Danielson, he wanted them to punch him, mm-hmm. and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the fact that Yuta gets up in Regal's face even though Danielson was quick to slide in there as if he was going to break it up, it was really nice. Uh, Danielson, Moxley, Regal all laugh. Yuta smirks, and it appears as if Yuta has joined the stable. Well, he kind of says, I I was trying to hear what Regal said. He kind of, what I was hearing, he, he kind of said, not yet, you're not ready. Um, and then Yuta said, I'll be back. So I think it's going to happen, but maybe not right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked it. I liked the different side of Wheeler Yuta. I like him getting more TV exposure. Um, I, I mean, they didn't bring those guys' names up by accident a few weeks ago. No. Lee Moriarty, Daniel Garcia, Wheeler no. Yuta. They're going to make some type of up-and-coming stable with these savvy vets. So it's going to be really cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, up next, Judas Hits. One of the loudest groups of fans singing Judas that I have heard in a while. I love the song. I think it's great. Change it. Yes. Tonight would be the last time I, I, I play that as Jericho's entrance music. Yep. He's got For plenty of other music or have, um, oh, I can't think of his name now. Um, Mikey the Ruckus. Guy. There we go. Ruckus. Thank you. Yep. Um, have him write up something just for JAS. I, they, yeah. I, that's yes. what I'm going to call it. I'm not going to know. Jericho Appreciation before. Society. Um, mm-hmm. it, Sounds like a cheesy group of superheroes. If you want them to be heels and hated, you can't have the the fans singing along with your entrance every week. Can't. Exactly. And um, Matt touched on that. You know, Jericho gets on the mic, talks, uh, talks about that, you know, not only is he an in-ring performer, but he's a great human. And that's why everybody appreciates him. Um, when Matt gets on the mic, he says, you know, Jericho's a better man than me because I would not be having the fans sing along to a song like that. Right. Right. Um, um, I will say this whole segment was a lot better than I expected. So maybe yes. we all should appreciate Chris Jericho more. Yes. Uh, he goes, everybody kind of gets their chance on the mic. Um, Daniel Garcia grabs the microphone from Jericho after Jericho calls himself a sports entertainer. He yep. says, you know, you just said you're a sports entertainer. And I thought, are we already getting a turn from Daniel Garcia week one of this group? And he goes, but if you're a sports entertainer, then so am I. Yeah. And, and he's one of the most pro wrestling guys in the company yes and i thought it was i thought it was great you know i did um like the fact that jericho brought up garcia's accident yeah um, i did not know i remember him well here's the thing i remember him sharing something about it on social media when he started talking about it i remembered it 
uh, because he did donate and he asked if anybody else could to help donate to, you know, help these young guys out. I just never realized it was Daniel Garcia. Mm-hmm. They were indie guys as far as I knew. Um, Jericho renames Matt Lee to Daddy Magic Matt Maynard. <laughs> and Jeff Parker is now Cool Hand Ang Angelo Parker. I'm gonna, it's going to take me forever what? to get used to these guys' names, but I, I, uh, it made me laugh. Matt and Parker is what I'm calling them from now on. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you know it, what I like about this. I don't like the I don't like the group's name. They should have went with Inner Circle 2.0. It was right in front of their faces, but they bad idea from stupid creativity. But they he explained it a little bit tonight. Um, why and what I like about this, what I liked about the Inner Circle, Jericho's giving back to the business. He's building younger stars up. Oh, absolutely. I don't think we're going to see Jericho do as much in ring anymore. Even though I will say he's in the best shape right now. He's been in his AW. Oh, my run. Lord. Yeah, oh. this is the first time I remember seeing him have abs. Yeah. In purple 30 years. Too. Different jacket, but same shade of purple that he wore the night of the uh, yep. introduction of the inner circle. So, Yes. Um, but yeah, I what was hilarious to me is we were just poking fun at JAS in text messages. And I was like, oh, bad idea from stupid creative and or stupid idea from bad creative or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And then Jericho turns around and uses the exact same line again about 2.0. And I'm like, man, we're getting too good at predicting these little things like that. Uh, I did not see him uh, dropping Kevin, his former best friend, Kevin. Out there yeah, I know that was... That was a shout out to Kevin Mm -hmm. uh, who should have come to AEW, but we won't go into that. He's going to get stunned here in a few weeks. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, he mentions Owens and uh, the fact that uh, he said, Hey, these two guys just lost their job. Have them on. That's why they appreciate him. Garcia appreciates him for the money he donated. Hager has always appreciated him. And then everybody's IQ dropped by 20 points when <laughs> uh, Hager got on the microphone yeah, and said nice what, whatever he said. Uh, we're pro, we're sports entertainers. We're the JAS, and we beat up pro wrestlers. <sighs> Keep that man off the microphone, please. please. Jericho calls himself the last great mind in pro wrestling. Jericho says, remember the date, March 16th, 2022. The new era in WWE, the sports entertainment era. Jericho AEW, says, you mean? Yes, that's what I meant. Sorry, sports entertainment. I immediately switched <laughs> to the other company. Oh, man. Jericho says the Jericho Appreciation Society, or that they're the Jericho Appreciation Society, and that's entertainment. So he's Le Champion. You know, he's the, he's the, the painmaker. Demo God influencer to demo God. Now the sports entertainer. Yes. Another recreation of himself. Got to give it to the guy. Always keeping himself fresh. Everything from the, from Lionheart to yep. Y2J to what we, the sports entertainer. Yep. Yep. Uh, we now get a video package highlighting the feud between Serena Deeb and the returning Hakira Shida. I this didn't realize she was this ready forever. to come back. Yeah. It's been going on for a while. It doesn't seem like it to me. Remember, I thought that uh, somebody was just on TV when it was back yeah. in October. Yeah. Sorry. May, October. What, you know. Only a month or two, you know. It's yeah. Um, yeah. January, February, May, October, yeah. March. <laughs> I can't keep together. it straight. Yeah. Uh, up next, the TNT Championship. Scorpio Sky takes on Wardlow. This match went about like I expected it to. Um, There were a couple different spots in here that I wasn't expecting. Uh, The Wardlow Paige Van Zant segment was. Yeah. uh, Made me chuckle. You know, he just starts flexing and everything, the chest and, and she's looking. And then of course, you know, Austin has to get in there and go, Whoa, what are you doing? That's my wife. So here, watch this and make out with her. And I laughed that he was going to try to, Powerbomb him. I'm like, really? In real life, he could drop you. I think Wardlow, you're a big guy, but this guy's a professional yeah. fighter. Yeah. 
Um, but, but no, I I got to be honest. The American Top Team stuff, I'm coming around on it with this group. I, I thought I thought it was funny. Atlanta, Boston one, and one, fine. One, one of the titles out there. <laughs> yes, so. the interim TNT Championship, not the yeah. official one. Yeah. It's the interim yeah. one. <laughs> I could do without Austin. I'm not not a big fan of him so far. Hopefully, they can get him to loosen up a little bit, but because right now he's just too stiff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Sky ends up picking up the victory thanks to Sean Spears and MJF, who uh, interferes. Spears walks out with two chairs. I thought we were going to get a concerto at some point. Um. And then MJF slams Wardlow into the turnbuckle or the ring post and uh, ends up Scorpio Sky wins. After the match, Austin immediately jumps back in, attacks Wardlow. Wardlow takes him out and comes face-to-face with MJF, sets him up for the power bomb, but Spears hits him in the back with a chair. I didn't think that. Uh, Wardlow should have gone down, or I think Wardlow should have gone down after the first hit because of the fact that he had just had the match. Yeah, I could see both ways. Um, or, I mean, you know, I get both ways. The big guy down, but yeah, I, I thought MJF would cost Wardlow the match, but I was kind of hoping it would be some kind of no finish or something. I don't like him taking the pinfall. Um, uh, he's still forty six and eight. You're right. You're think right. It's a pretty good um, record. And he, he, you know, it took a lot to put him down. He fought the guys off as best he could. Um, and I liked how commentary kept saying he must have rubbed guys the wrong way because nobody's coming out to help him. The crowd chant for CM Punk, but nobody does come out to help him as he ends up getting a chair right to the head. Yep. And and the yeah. diamond ring to the head. MJF hands Dan Lambert a stack of cash. Uh, an American Top Team leaves. Yep. The uh, area MJF wallops Wardlow with the ring yet again, celebrates with his foot on Wardlow's chest, plants a kiss on the ring as we head to a commercial break. Yep, we should get Wardlow and Spears in, in due time, and then Wardlow MJF probably a double or nothing. Yep, I think that's exactly where we're going. Mm-hmm. Back from break, uh, we see TBS champion Jade Cargill backstage alongside smart Mark Sterling. With Alex Marvez, Alex asked Jade about how she feels about being in the cusp of 30 and 0. Mark interrupts and says Marvez should be ashamed of himself for not wearing green at St. Patty's Day Slam. Ask if he's scared of getting pinched, but he guesses being pinched is better than getting the kiss of doom. Cargill asks if anyone is ready to face that bitch. Yeah, I wonder who's going to be. You think we get somebody outside the company coming in? You know, I sit here and I look at this and I go, I don't know. I, I mean, think we have to because she's went through the whole roster. Exactly. With that, face women. with that record, who's left in the company? I know about- um, I'm, I'm botching her name right now. Formerly known as Ember Moon has been calling oh, her out yeah. on Twitter a lot. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I, I always thought she was underutilized. Uh, she's enjoying the indie scene, even though. Right. She's gotten some massive backlash for stuff, and fans have said a bunch of mean things to her. But uh, I know the one show she was at, she took on Thunder Rosa, and Thunder yeah. grabbed the mic after the match and said, "No, we don't, we don't do that." Yeah, like whoever they bring in, they don't have to sign necessarily. They can just bring off for a, a big name in for a one-off. But I think it needs to be a big name, being it's going to be potentially for thirty and oh. Yeah, yeah, and do you think? We see this big name beater. No, not yet. No? I think they keep riding it for a little while in 2022. I guess I'm just not. I'm not on the Jade Cargill yeah, train I know. yet. Sorry. I know. Uh, oh, I still think she's got a, a ways to go, but I think that's how good she already is and will be. Um, they're just building her kind of like, I mean, it's a female, her, their own female version of Goldberg in a way. Yeah, I know. But remember, Goldberg was like 20 and 0, and next thing you know, he's like, Oh, 20, I know that was so bad. 2 and 0, 90 and 0. This is a legit 29 and 0. Yeah, yes, yeah, they padded those so bad. She got up, or Goldberg got up to a Bill. point. She can wrestle longer than Bill. So. I can wrestle longer than Bill. What are you talking about? 
Well, sorry, uh, Bill, stay away. Stay over there. I don't want Speared. I was going to say, I would pay <sighs> to watch you in, in Goldberg in the ring, though. I'd no. Nice good cash. No, 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 no. Uh, the only way I do it is if I bring my billy club. <laughs> yeah, you better hit it pretty good. because uh, <laughs> Once or twice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to mention something during the Jericho segment before we move on to our next match. Um you know, let's not forget Jericho did say he reads all the tweets that people or all the mean things people say about him on Twitter and on social media. So Tanner, please stop being so mean to Jericho. Appreciate <laughs> the man. Hey, just as long as I don't get blocked. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen him block too many people unless no, it's something. Back. Yeah, he usually goes back at them. Yeah, it's got to be something extremely bad for him to block them. There's a lot of idiots out there, though. So, <laughs> uh-huh. And they've probably all just made the list. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, up next, Private Party versus the Hardys. Now, see, I've seen a lot over the last few days where, you know, fans are upset that uh, Excalibur referred to them as the Hardy Brothers. I'm not. They're not. They are the Hardy Brothers. Men. Yeah, I and like brothers, the man. Hardys. Yeah, they're men. They're not boys anymore. They even referred themselves to Jeff referred to themselves as the Hardy men the other day in an interview. So it's yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's you know just let's enjoy them. This is gonna be their final run together, most likely. They're probably gonna put over a lot of younger talent eventually, but we're gonna get some good matches. We're probably gonna get Hardys in the Bucks again, which was fantastic in ROH. We're gonna probably get Hardys and FTR. I mean, Hardys and Private Party tonight was a fun. New little feud in the crowd pop so much for the Hardys. The Hardys are timeless. They're over. Jeff Hardy, like I texted you, is one of the most over wrestlers of all time. Doesn't matter what promotion he's in. Crowd loves the guy. Yep. Um, but I do got to say, uh, I think it's Mark Quinn. It might be Isaiah Cassidy. Whoever it is needs to drop the girlish scream. Yeah, I don't know which it one was it is. fun for a while. Now it's just overdone. And you know, something about Private Party, I've noticed since they've debuted in 2019 in AEW, I was wrong. I always thought Mark Quinn was the bigger star of the two. Isaiah Casty is so underrated. Yeah. I, and I'm not saying Mark Quinn. Mark Quinn's bad. I just think Isaiah Casty has rose his level that much the last few years to where he's surpassed Mark Quinn. Isaiah Casty is really, really good. Yes. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, there was a lot of great back-and-forth action throughout this match. Uh, we see Private Party go to hit their own little version of uh, Poetry in Motion, and Matt stopped that from happening with a very powerful drop. Well, was that when they were going for gin and juice and he had a side effect, or was that Maybe a different part Maybe that's what of it was. Or was that a different part of it? Because that was towards the end of the match. That that might have been it. Because then Jeff looked like he was right. going to go for a swanton, but he was too. Um, Mark Quinn was too close to the turnbuckle, so he just hit a regular splash. Yeah, and then went for the cover. Isaiah kicked out. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then we get Jeff and Matt both hitting the twist yep. of fate. Jeff yep. goes up top, lands the swanton yep. perfectly yep. on As Shivani Isaiah. kept calling it Sinton Bomb. I'm Sinton like, it's swanton, Tony, even though this is your first match you've ever called with Jeff Hardy in it. With, yeah, the Hardys. Yeah. So uh, he was so excited. Yeah. Oh, my first match call of the Hardys is tonight. I get JR, you've done this yeah, for years. I yeah. get to do it tonight for the first time. And Excalibur's just like, I do too. Yeah. Big, <laughs> uh, big uh, podcast coming up with both of them on Friday. It's the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy with John Alba. They're both on it this week. And Jeff, I guess, talks about his AW debut and his departure from WWE. So check that okay. podcast out if you haven't already. It's part of the ad free shows podcast and it's uh just another really good one to put on your weekly list all right and uh of course the hardys pick up the victory as we all knew they would after the match andrade alex the assistant the butcher the blade and the bunny now officially afo make their way to the ring andrade takes off his suit jacket they surround the ring alongside private party darby's music hits him and sting make their way to the ring accompanied uh with a skateboard and bat the afo retreat to the back and we head to a commercial break what made me laugh about this and i know it's it's pro wrestling so i'm way too critical about this and maybe it's on the cameras but 
they're all just surrounding the ring and still just standing there when the music and entrance are happening. It's like, why don't they just go in and start beating them up? up? Yeah. It's, it, but it is what yeah. it is. That's me being too critical. Although AFO rolls off the tongue better than Way HFO better. or AHFO. Yeah, it does. You're, you're 100% <laughs> correct. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> yep. Yep. No kidding. We, we saw the seeds planted for months and it finally mm-hmm. came through. Uh, we had to commercial break uh, and come back. The ring is now surrounded by a steel cage. Oh, one thing we haven't mentioned yet is the little segment with FTR and the Young Bucks backstage. Oh, yeah, because I didn't have that in. Um, I don't see that in my notes. Basically, the Bucks came up and, and uh, brought up, or, or, or some. I don't remember who was interviewing the FTR. Uh, I think it was Alex. Was it Alex? And asked or it might have been Tony. Asked him about firing Tolly and. Yeah, they they were talking about yeah, it was a movie that needed to be made, and then the Bucks come up and start talking trash, being the heelish Bucks, and uh, I, uh, Nick I, in that leprechaun outfit. Oh my god, um, only Nick Jackson could pull that off. But uh, yeah, I want to see this match so bad. I want to see round two. I want to see in front of a, a sold out house. FTR as the baby faces this time against uh, heel Bucks. It would be very intriguing. Mm-hmm. And. One thing I caught, a lot of people caught on Twitter, and there's been some rumors going around the last few weeks about this, but there was no really traction until tonight because uh, the Bucks said uh, the best manager there ever was. Could we see Bret Hart do some work with FTR and AW? He has before. Yes, he. I mean, remember he brought out a 2019 yeah. double or nothing, which supposedly was originally supposed to be Ric Flair, and they pivoted. Um, I but, wonder why. <laughs> again, but uh, yeah. you know, you got the, we got the Owen Hart Cup coming along. We got Owen Hart action figures, uh, video game. I mean, they got that whole partnership with Martha Hart. Maybe there's something all because there. they I mean, asked. I know Brett probably doesn't want to travel all the time. Doesn't have to be a full time. But even if it's for like one storyline, gosh, I'd love to see Bret Hart in AEW. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't even think about that when they said it. Yeah. The way I was, said it, they put emphasis on it. So, yeah. And see, that's the thing. That's why I don't think I picked up on it because I'm going, all right, well, we've got Arn, we've got Tully. Uh, but Arn's barely used anymore dead. on TV. Well, yeah. You know, we can't, we can't get Bobby the Brain Heenan. No. Um, we can't get Gorilla Monsoon. No. <laughs> The mouth of the south, uh, yeah, right? And, and like you mentioned, and, and I, I, I mentioned, they've used the Brett before, so yeah. So that and Dax Harwood, here it makes if you, sense. If you follow him on Twitter, he posts stuff in Brett Hart clothing every week, and he mm-hmm. Brett's his favorite. He talks about Brett all the time. I don't think it's all just coincidence. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so now it's time for the main event. I was looking forward to this one. Thunder Rosa takes on AEW Women's Champion Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. She came out by herself. Yeah, which really threw me because I'm like, all right, so they're under the ring. I mean, that's, that's where my brain went. Oh, she's by herself because they're already under the ring. And awesome uh, entrance by Thunder Rosa, too. Oh, that was great. I loved that. Yes, great. Um, Her makeup tonight was great. Um, All sorts of stuff. So, yes. Uh, Yeah, a lot of back and forth action. The cage is used a lot. Um, A lot of blood. Yeah, shout out to uh, Austin Shepard, who... uh, text us during this match that said so is this more like a hell in a cell yeah style I, I, match? I didn't even think about that i didn't I mean, i'm like he's exactly right this is the hell in cell rules I mean, yeah yeah i mean you had one side of the cage that was up against the ring and the other three were kind of off a little bit allowing you to get out and move around you can't win um, by escaping you have to win by yep, pinfall or pinfall submission. submission so yeah that's exactly what it was um in the middle of the match um we see Britt Baker take out Paul Turner. Oh my God. That was brutal. Yeah. Good um, for Paul taking that shot. Yeah. It's a heck of a bump. He's always in the way. Great Ralph. Great Ralph, though, but he's always in the way. I think he's supposed to be. Oh, I know. I, I love it. Um, Aubrey Edwards makes her way down. Um, 
to take Paul Turner's spot. Baker makes a cover over Rosa after Rosa got a 10-plus count on her. Uh, yep. Thanks to the fans for that one. <laughs> yep. Acted as the ref there. Um, but yeah, Baker makes a cover. Rosa kicks out at two and a half. Baker unloads forearm shots on Rosa. Baker yells at Edwards as usual, who yells right she's part back. Of conspiracy. She, she's part of the conspiracy against Britt Baker. Yep. Uh, Aubrey yells right back and gets a big pop from the crowd. She Baker tosses no, no Baker tosses Rosa into the corner, sets up four chairs. Rosa's busted open pretty badly. Baker puts Rosa on the top rope. Baker sets up another trip of chairs, making it seven. Baker grabs an eighth chair, starts stabbing it into the ribcage of Rosa. Baker goes up top, grabs Rosa for a Spanish fly. Rosa fights back, grabs Baker by the hair. Baker fights back. They trade a number of punches. Rosa with a headbutt, and Baker uh, slams Baker's head off the cage and Baker goes crashing into the chairs. Here's one thing that I've realized with pro wrestling, sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it. If you set up a number of chairs, you're going through them. Sure. Yep. Um, except on the flip side earlier in the match, Brit set up the chairs in a, in a pile and thunder went through them. So both, well, both, both ladies took some nasty uh, bumps on the chairs. tonight. Yes. Well, I, I don't necessarily count throwing them in a pile as setting yeah. them up, but. I mean, Still if you hurt. take the time to unfold the, every single yeah. chair that you're going to use, I hadn't you're seen going that before. I hadn't seen a spot like that before. I thought that was really unique and creative. It was, and uh, shout out to those ladies for pulling it off too. Mm-hmm. Well, these um, ladies have fantastic chemistry. I was trying to think in my head. The only other two ladies I can remember in my time of watching wrestling that have chemistry like this: Lita and Trish. Yes, yes. This reminds me a lot of their feud. Whenever these two um, get together, it's going to be magic. It's, oh, it's, absolutely. so good. It's been over a year that these two have been going at it. It doesn't feel like it. No, because they did a great job different. keeping them away from each other. And yes. we all knew it was going to circle back and Thunder was going to get her shot. And here's the thing. Every match they do is different. Even yes. if it's just a regular match, something happens different that you wouldn't have seen in the previous match they were in. So right. I greatly enjoy that. In this match delivered, whereas the match of revolution, I felt like under delivered, unfortunately. Yes. Um, after Baker crashes through the chairs, Rosa goes for the cover. Baker lifts the shoulders at two and a half. Baker hits a super kick out of nowhere, goes back under the ring and see here's, well, when Paul Turner went out, I thought here's where um, the girls were coming out. Rebel and um, um, Hater. There we go. Couldn't think of her name for a minute. Almost called her Hager. I would have mm-hmm. felt bad. Uh, but I figured that was the point where these two were coming out or when Baker went under the yep. ring here. She comes back out with a bag of thumbtacks. Of course. JR's freaking out. Why do we need thumbtacks under the ring? <laughs> Baker slams the bag into Rosa's head twice before dumping the tacks all over the ring. Baker sets up Rosa for a neck breaker. Rosa powers out. Baker nails her with a back body drop onto the tacks, goes for the cover. Rosa kicks out. Baker transitions into the lock jaw. Baker flips Rosa by uh, who bites the champion's hand. Rosa slams Baker's hand into the tacks. Yes, it was Baker's hand going into the tax Excalibur. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I could see in the confusion where it at one point looked like um, right. Britt was slamming Thunder Rose's hand into the tax. Right. So I, I can I can see it from his point of view too. Uh, Rosa plants Baker with a power bomb onto the tax. Baker rolls out of the ring. Baker grabs a chair, wallops Rosa with it on the outside. Not sure she connected as clearly as she no, anticipated to. No. Uh, but props to Rosa for selling it anyway. Um, Baker gets back into the ring. Rosa struggles back in as well. And the crowd uh, chants a bunch of AEWs. And this is awesome. Rosa scoops Baker, drills her with the Thunder Driver Slam for the three count and the win. Hashtag and new champion. Great match. Match of the year candidate Absolutely. for me already. 
I yes. loved their match last year, the street fight or lights out, unsanctioned, whatever you wanted to call it, <laughs> was my match of the year last last year. Uh, this one's right up there already for this year for me. Um, I was nervous they were going to go over their time, not hit their time, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I was sitting there. There were a couple points I went, man, they're not making it till 10 o'clock. There was a couple points of me. I'm like, are they going to do something to where you got to go on social feeds or, or on an app or something and watch the end of this match. I'm like, I can't see them doing that during a title match, but I was, I, they had me guessing for a little bit, but uh, awesome match in front of her new hometown of San Diego. Just San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. San Antonio. Geez. Alamo, not, not California. Um, yeah. Just a cool. Great way to book in a great story that's been told for a year. Yes. Yes. Um, and of course, Dustin come out or yeah, comes cool. out, celebrates with her. That was great because those two have formed a great friendship backstage. Yeah, it's still good uh, to see a Rhodes on AEW television. Yeah, we need one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm always okay with Dustin on TV, even if it's just a hey, here I am, give me a hug, bye bye. He can do that. I every wonder week. how much he's going to be on TV. I don't know what you do with him. I know. Um, there's been a lot of. You got a storyline taken away from him. <laughs> Mid storyline at that. Uh, I, I I wonder how mad he is at his brother and just refuses to say anything. Because, I mean, uh, really, all he said about this is, I wish them both well. Th- there'll be a book someday about this stuff. And we'll find oh, out a lot I can't more than we've ever known. Because there's, I think there's just so many wrinkles and so many, many unsaid things right now. Yes. Yes, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, congratulations to Thunder yes. Rosa. Awesome, well deserved. Yeah, well lady. deserved, well deserved. So Tanner, it's going to be tough tonight. Your wrestler of the night, Thunder Rosa. I'm going to go the easy way out. You can take it too. You got to. Who else yeah. is going to go with tonight? Yeah, um, she deserves I don't know, it. the Hardys. <laughs> yeah, I mean Jeff getting his win and his. His debut match, but yeah, uh, but uh, no, yeah, deserves Thunder it. deserves it. Yep. Um, rating one to ten. I'm, I'm between two ratings going back and forth. Um, I'm gonna go with a nine. I really enjoyed this week. You Again. know what? I am right there with you this week. I was going 8.5 and nine. I was going back and forth. Yeah, I just um, I don't have much I, to complain about. I don't either. This was a great show from start to finish it started hot it finished hot uh greatly appreciated this show and i look forward to more like this one yep rampage uh, friday we got coming up uh, darby allen versus the butcher uh bear country and fuego del sol versus um house of black pray for those guys uh, max <laughs> yeah. caster max caster versus swerve that's gonna be fun and then um keith lee versus no, Max Caster's taking on Keith Lee. Oh, is he? Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then Swerve. Swerve's not in the match. And it's Layla Hirsch and it's Layla Hirsch and um, <laughs> Red Velvet. Sorry. Yeah. We yeah. were discussing how Swerve starts yep. is going to be money yep. when it yep. happens. And but, I'm already uh, getting ahead of myself. Yep. Yeah. You're already putting yep. him on rampage when he's not even there yet. Yeah, he was there last week against Tony Nese, and I was impressed. So yeah, yeah. He is uh First time I, I mean, I've seen him on Twitter and stuff Same like here. that. Same here, but that was the first but, full match I've watched, and I was impressed. He's, I, I get the hype. He's the real deal. Yes, yes, he is. I, I look forward charisma. to him. Oh yeah, it's going to be great. Um, final thoughts for tonight's episode. We got one more thing I wanted to go over. Promised everybody last oh. week we would go over our top five list of favorite AEW wrestlers. You remembered. You didn't. Oh, I did. Okay. I did. I did. I, I will say this is a male only list I came up with. I can come up with a female list or I can do an intergender list sometime, but I only came up with males. Um, I want to hear your number five, Paul. My number five, Ricky Starks. Okay. I mean, he's, he's young. He's suffered through a few injuries, so we don't always get to see him, but he's charismatic. He's got a bright future ahead of him, and I can't wait to see what this kid can do. My number five is Mr. CM Punk. Okay. Okay. I mean, um, I liked him in WWE. I like everything he's done in AEW so far. I I mean, I know his runs kind of start off slow, but it's really picked up steam. Um, 
But I just there's a few guys on this list I, I like a little better. But um, yeah, Punk Punk's number five. Okay. Number four. Punk. Punk. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. My number four is Adam Cole, baby. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so you're ready for my number three, aren't you? Yes. Dante Martin. Okay. I, I thought, I th- see, I thought Starks and Martin would be on your list, but I wasn't sure where. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. My number three, this is a guy, I didn't realize how much I missed watching him wrestle until he's taken away from us. And that's Kenny Omega. Mm, yes. Yes. I, I can, uh, I can agree with you on that one. I, I took it for granted. And, and to hear about all the injuries he had, and he was still giving us five-star matches last year, mm-hmm. makes me so excited for what he's going to do when he's 100% healthy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number two. This was tough for me. Um, but I went with him anyway. Darby Allen. Okay. Okay. I've liked him since he came in. Um, I was texting you tonight about his uh, wardrobe evolution over the last year and a half. Yeah. Very subtle because it was piece by piece, but it just shows how much he's already grown. And again, he's young and he reminds me a lot of Sting when Sting came in. So I think he's he's got a bright future ahead of him. My number two is Sammy Guevara. Okay. Okay. And this was a guy I was not high on when AEW started. I didn't like the panda head gimmick. Even when he's in the circle first, I'm like, why is he in there? Grown on me, not just because of his v- his vlog. I about said vlog, like Ethan Page. Yeah, yeah. Not just because of his vlog, that which which I enjoy watching every week, but he just gets better and better. He, I'm afraid he's going to kill himself one of these days doing a crazy stunt, but uh, he's entertaining to watch. Yeah. Now, see, he was in my original uh, top five. Okay. But uh, I had to switch Darby just because I, I'm just I love everything about Darby. Who is your number one? Well, you've already had him, Kenny Omega. Okay, I, I wouldn't have guessed that. I would not guess he was your favorite. Yeah, um, I probably marked out a little too much when he showed up for the first Double or Nothing. Um, press conference or whatever the heck that thing was oh, called. everybody marked out because I mean, it was, it was everybody kind of assumed he was coming to AW, but there was still that possibility he was going to go to WWE, so yep. yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, I've, I've actually seen Kenny wrestle outside of AEW, one of the few that I have that wasn't in WWE. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I've always really enjoyed Kenny and I was super excited when he signed and I can't wait till he gets back in that ring. Yeah, like I said, uh, when he's 100% healthy, my goodness, watch out. Watch out, world. Because he was already injured when he won the belt. So Yeah, not only was he injured, he's been going through vertigo. I mean, I can't imagine the things he wrestled through in 2021. He carried the company. Yeah. My number one, Mr. Mayhem Wardlow. I think everybody knew that was coming after the last few weeks. Yeah. teased that up pretty well. I just... Like I said, I, I if was Cody wouldn't have there. left, Cody would have been number one. Wardlow would have been number two. Yeah, yes, yes, he would have. So uh, I had to have a new number one. I do have some honorable mentions though. Mm-hmm. John Moxley. Okay. Jungle Boy. Okay. Ethan Page. All right. Ethan Page is mostly for his vlog. I will say. <laughs> I will say that. Um. But, uh, I just I Jungle Boy. I think's got so much potential. And then yep. uh, Moxley's just, I mean, how can you not like John Moxley? Yeah. And uh, my, I'll give you three of my honorable mentions because sure. it was easy to come up with a top mm-hmm. 10 list. And, um, I did, and, and, and the Bucks are my favorite tactic. I think, I think we can oh, both agree. I didn't want to, yeah. I didn't want to split them up and, and, and then do that. So I didn't even consider yeah. putting them. So. Cause you probably would have picked one Jackson and I would have picked the other. Probably. <laughs> but, um, my honorable mentions would be Sammy Guevara, uh, John Moxley, and Scorpio Sky. Scorpio, yeah. 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 yeah always and, and uh, always been our, an SCU fan. Yeah, and, 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 and you want to talk about SCU a little bit tonight? Well, uh, not on here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, got I, I will say, I will say, I have something in store 
and it involves SCU. It's not for the podcast, so stay tuned okay. to our social media. Okay, I'm interested in that. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the last thing I got, I got the plug is our our, our merch store. We got yes. we got the promo code Madness going on. That's all caps M A D N E S S. That's through April 10th. Free shipping. Got some new designs on there. They are NWO inspired. They're not to a T. This was made by me. The the, the design is not just a, a exact ripoff of the NWO. It's, it's similar font, but a little different spray paint, a little different shape. But uh, we got all different colors on there. We got the, the Wolfpack colors. We got the, the black and white colors. I put a nice green color on there for St. Patty's Day, or some could say it's the LWO. I don't care. I even got a blue on there for you uh, BWO fans. So uh, whatever floats your boat, uh, on there. We, we also got KOP uh, coffee mugs, hoodies, T-shirts, um, tank tops, a little bit of everything. So please support our podcast and look great doing so. And the link to that store is on all of our uh, social media channels. You stole my line. You got you got more to talk about. So I'm, oh. out. I'm, I'm out. Oh, man. All right. Uh, well, with that, be sure to follow Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to follow Tanner Lee at Tanner Lee 92. Be sure to follow the best KOP champion in history, myself, at Paul Zartman 921. We'll see how good I am at a triple threat match at uh, the upcoming pay-per-view with Austin Shepard, who's going to join us for that one. So, uh, yeah, I will successfully defend there, too. I'm feeling confident. Um, quick plug here. Uh, if you are a fan of wrestling, as I am, and as Tanner is, uh, check out Functified Wrestling Federation. They are making their Manchester debut this Saturday at the Town Life Center. Uh, I still got some tickets available if you, you're interested in going. Hit me up on social media, and uh, we'll get you hooked up with some tickets. Otherwise, I uh, hope to see you come out to the show. If you've never been, it's going to be a good time. And uh, no NWO. I don't have an NWO shirt, so I wore the closest thing I could find in my closet tonight. And that is the still the Too Too Sweet, Sweet logo. It says For Life on it. So um, last thing I want to say is rest in peace, Scott Hall. Yes, rest in peace, Scott Hall. And, uh, well, I hit it earlier, so you go ahead and hit it and take us out. Uh, I'll, I'll say my normal, and then I'll let you wrap it with yours. And uh, join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. <laughs> <laughs>